Hey friends, and welcome to episode 201 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, time management coach and author of Time Management Essentials. And today's episode is all about a very important first step, a step that many of us struggle with when it comes to dreaming big, setting goals, and following through. Without this first step, I hate to say it, but success is unlikely. That's just how important it is. And the funny thing about this first step is that it's probably not what you think it is. If you ask someone, what's the first step to reaching your goals? Whether those goals are personal, like getting in shape, professional, like starting a business, financial, like hitting your revenue or income goals, or just plain fun, Chances are they'd tell you, well, the first step is to make a plan, or the first step is to get organized. But they'd be wrong. So today, you're going to find out the most important first step to achieving your goals. We'll talk about how your mindset impacts your ability to get things done. I'll reveal three roadblocks that are standing in the way of your success, and you'll walk away with five simple methods to cultivate confidence and be your best, most positive self. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 201. And speaking of resources... I've got a free one for you that you are going to love. If you're starting to think about how you want to spend your time in 2024, you're going to want to take a look at the list of 101 inspired goal ideas for 2024 that I created just for you. One of the most frequent questions I get as a time management coach is, what kind of goal should I be setting? I don't know where to start. If you know you want to live with purpose and intention in 2024, but you're not sure exactly what you want that to look like, then head over to the show notes for this episode, abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 201, and grab this free guide. It's called Dream Big, 101 Inspired Goal Ideas for 2024. Inside, you'll find 101 curated goal ideas for designing your most well-rounded and exciting 2024. This comprehensive collection of actionable goals is organized for you by category personal, professional, financial, and fun. If you've ever gotten stuck in the brainstorming phase and want more focused goal setting and faster results, this ready-to-use list is your inspiration. No more brainstorming from scratch. Use this list to have more clearly defined plans for the year ahead. Again, head over to the show notes for this episode at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 201 and download Dream Big 101 Inspired Goal Ideas for 2024 for free today. And if you haven't yet, I encourage you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. And if you like what you hear, I would be so grateful for your review. Your reviews play a huge role in helping others find it's about time in the search results. And you just might get a shout out in a future episode like this one that's going out to V. Laurie D. V. Laurie D. was so kind to leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes for It's About Time. V. Laurie D. writes, so helpful. 
I have found Anna's tips and strategies so relatable and helpful. No matter your season of life or profession, she has amazing advice on how to keep yourself on track and accountable. I highly recommend this podcast to anyone and everyone. Well, VLARD, thank you so much. I'm thrilled that you found helpful tips and strategies and that you'd recommend It's About Time to Others. That means so much, and I'm incredibly grateful to have you as a listener. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. As this episode goes live, it's the week of Thanksgiving 2024. And that means that one of my favorite times of year is just around the corner. And no, I don't necessarily mean Christmas or New Year's, although I do love both of those holidays and time spent with family. Instead, I'm talking about the release of the December issue of Southern Living Magazine. Every year since 1995, Southern Living Magazine has featured what has become known as the Big White Cake front and center in all of its glory on the cover of the December issue. Now, this isn't just any white cake. It's always layered, gorgeous, and incredibly complicated. At least, it's complicated for a novice amateur baker like myself. Now, you might be wondering, why on earth am I so excited about a cake on the cover of a magazine? Well, let me take you back to 2019. I was a new mom, and Millie was just starting to learn how to walk. My business was new, and one day I looked around and realized that I didn't really have any hobbies to speak of, and I wanted to change that. I wanted something that was just for me. So I decided to challenge myself and make the 2019 Big White Cake. This was a three-layer German chocolate cake with hand-sculpted sugar magnolias adorning the top. It looked intense, and I knew my work was cut out for me. Every recipe, especially when it comes to baking because it's such a science, has steps. And typically, before you can even start on the official step one of such a complicated recipe, there are many other unwritten steps you have to follow first. You've got to head to the grocery store to gather the ingredients. Then you have to go to two more grocery stores when the first grocery store didn't have everything that you needed. You've got to measure everything out. You've got to organize and tidy your baking space. You've got to order cookie cutters or gold dusting powder or green food coloring or whatever else you might need. But in addition to all of the steps of the recipe and the unwritten steps that have to be taken before you even begin step one, there's another very important step in the process. A step that a lot of us struggle with, whether we want to bake a complicated three-layer chocolate cake with gum paste flowers or make a change in our career or take the leap and start a business or any other goal we have. That important first step, it's believing what you're setting out to do is possible. Not just possible in general, but possible for you. The most important first step 
is believing in yourself. And maybe that sounds a little cheesy. And maybe you just rolled your eyes. At this point, you've probably seen more motivational posters, Pinterest quotes, and Instagram posts telling you to believe in yourself than you can count. But before you tune out, let's dive deeper into what self-belief really means, especially when it comes to time management and setting and achieving goals. Stick with me, keep listening, because it's about to get really good. So what exactly does it mean to believe in yourself? For lots of us, we've been given this message from a really early age. At its core, believing in yourself is the confidence in your abilities and your judgment. It's about trusting yourself to manage challenges, to make sound decisions, and to successfully reach your goals. So why is believing in yourself so important when it comes to time management? Well, the way we spend our minutes and our hours in the day is best driven by a purpose. We all want to live with intention, right? That's why you're listening to this podcast. And especially this time of year when we're starting to think about what we want to do differently in the new year, I hear so many people say, I want to be more intentional. But then what does it actually mean to be more intentional? Sure, it sounds good. It sounds like something we should say. But what does it mean? Being intentional means making deliberate, purposeful choices that reflect what's most important to us. And you can't be more intentional without goals. You just can't. Being intentional, living with purpose, it all comes from the goals that we set for ourselves. Those goals give us something to be intentional about. And even if you haven't officially written down your goals on paper or even acknowledged that the things that you want to do are in fact goals, that doesn't mean that you don't have goals. Okay, so are you with me? Having that vision, having goals, that's what gives us the big picture direction to manage our time day in and day out. If you want to be intentional, you have to have something to work toward, like a goal. When we set goals, we acknowledge that there are things that we want in life. And a lot of times that requires us to step outside of our comfort zones. We're charting into unknown territories, whether it's in our personal life or our professional life. We're admitting to ourselves that we want something. Whether that's a more peaceful and calm life, more time away from our desk and with our children, or a promotion with a corner office. When you believe in yourself and believe that, yes, you actually can do the things you want to do, you've got your very own inner compass guiding you through uncertainties and doubts that will, no doubt, arise in this process. When you believe in yourself, you're able to say, yeah, I might face obstacles, but you better believe I have the strength and the ability to overcome them. One thing I want to note here is that believing in yourself isn't about having an inflated ego or being an overconfident jerk. Believing in yourself definitely doesn't mean that you think you're better than other people. Instead, it's about having a realistic understanding of your abilities and your worth. It's acknowledging that while you may not know everything, you are capable of learning and growing. Unfortunately, I'm sure that we can all think back to a time when we struggled with self-doubt. Have you ever told yourself, I just can't do this, or I'm not good enough? It's okay. We've all been there. 
Maybe there are some areas of life where you do feel totally confident, but others, not so much. Maybe you're totally confident when you step up to the stove to make dinner for your family, able to whip up delicious meals without a second thought. But when you have to lead a meeting at work or get on a sales call with a potential new client, you totally clam up because you're not sure if you can do this. Or maybe you're like me and you're totally confident when you step up to a podium to give a speech, but the thought of asking a new friend to lunch makes you totally nervous. I mean, what if they say no? What if I'm actually terrible at making conversation and they think I'm totally weird and awkward? The good news is belief in yourself in any area can be developed, nurtured, and strengthened over time. The good news is, even though you might believe that you can't, you totally are good enough to set goals and achieve them. In fact, you owe it to yourself to dream big and then chase those dreams by setting goals and taking action. So if believing in yourself can be developed, cultivated, how do we do this exactly? Well, in order to figure out how to pump ourselves up, we've got to know what we're up against here. And women in particular have a lot of specific challenges when it comes to the way that we think about ourselves and what we're capable of. Society seems to have given us a certain set of expectations about what we can and can't do. Cultural norms within our communities, families, and backgrounds have an impact in what we believe and even workplace dynamics affect our confidence. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show.
Here are three roadblocks that can impact our confidence and how much we believe we're capable of achieving our goals. Those three roadblocks are our environment, imposter syndrome, and perfectionism. First, y'all, our environment is huge. And I don't just mean like a messy office or a pristine clean house. I'm talking about the people that we surround ourselves with. The people that we spend time with play a huge role in how we think about ourselves. It's been said that we're the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. Now, of course, there's some disputes the accuracy of that, but here's what we can take away from that statement. If you spend a lot of time with people who are negative or who speak negatively to you, it can impact how you think about yourself. If you spend a lot of time with people who are positive, ambitious, driven, and encouraging, it can also impact how you think about yourself. In addition to our environment, the second major factor we're going to talk about today is imposter syndrome. And we've probably all heard of imposter syndrome at this point, but here's a quick refresher just in case. Imposter syndrome is where Despite achievements and proven success, some people feel that they're just not as competent as others think they are. They attribute their success to luck rather than ability, leading to a fear of being exposed as a fraud. Like everyone's going to find out that they've just been faking it this whole time. Have you ever heard the difference between women and men when it comes to applying for jobs? After reading a job posting, women tend to apply for jobs only if they believe they're 100% qualified for the job, that they meet all of the qualifications listed in the job posting. Men, on the other hand, tend to apply for a job if they believe they meet around 60% of the qualifications. Just think about that for a second. And now the third roadblock. The third roadblock to confidence is the pressure to be perfect. Somewhere along the way, having it all, and I'm saying that with air quotes, it started to mean having the ability to juggle multiple roles flawlessly, to be the perfect professional with the perfect outfits and the perfectly curated Instagram feed, to have a full social calendar while also being an amazing mother, loving and attentive wife, to be Pinterest perfect, perpetually in shape with a magazine ready, seasonally decorated home, where you cook delicious meals after volunteering in the community. And you know, even if you're doing really well in some areas, because you're not excelling at all of the areas, you can start to feel like you're not good enough. And this kind of pressure, unrealistic pressure, can lead to two extremes. On one side, we try really hard to do all the things and be all the things to all the people. And so we get burnout, we get exhausted, and we get really frustrated because everyone else makes it look so easy. And then we give up. Or we rebel. Since having it all is impossible, what's the point of even trying? Just lean into being the hot mess mom who's all over the place, never on time, and laughs about barely hanging on by a thread while drinking wine from a styrofoam coffee cup. These obstacles... These three roadblocks, your environment, imposter syndrome, and the pressure to be perfect, these are not personal failings on your part. I want to be really clear about that. These roadblocks are not your fault. 
And recognizing that these things are not your fault brings you one step closer to feeling confident when it counts. So now that we know what roadblocks to be aware of, let's talk about how to overcome them. Turns out jumping over those roadblocks and crushing your goals is all in your head. Our mindset and the thoughts we think play a pivotal role in our ability to get things done, big or small. So here are five ways to believe in yourself and build that confidence. First, cultivate a growth mindset. I want to tell you about two types of mindsets, a growth mindset and a scarcity mindset. Introduced by psychologist Carol Dweck, a growth mindset thrives on challenge and sees failure as an opportunity for growth, learning, and positive change. When you have a growth mindset, you look at a challenge and you strive to figure it out. You look at a mistake and take it as an opportunity to try something different next time. A scarcity mindset, on the other hand, is rooted in the belief that everything is limited or fixed. You will only ever be so successful. You will only ever have X amount of opportunities. It's viewing life like a pie with only a set number of slices. And if somebody else gets a bigger slice, that means less for everyone else. And then when you're out of pie, you're just out. A scarcity mindset is sometimes called a fixed mindset because it's believing that everything is just the way it is and there's no room for growth or change. When you have a scarcity mindset, you tend to fall deeper into comparisonitis, into feelings of jealousy, competition, and the notion that we're not good enough because others are ahead of us in some invisible non-existent race. A scarcity mindset can trap us in a cycle of constant comparison and dissatisfaction. But here's the good news. If you've ever fallen into a scarcity mindset, it's totally possible to shift gears into a growth mindset. And it starts with shifting the way we talk to ourselves and the way we look at challenges. Instead of saying, there are already way too many podcasts out there, I shouldn't start one. Instead, try thinking, what unique perspective can I bring? Or instead of thinking, it's too late in my career to make a change, I'll never catch up with my peers. Instead, consider my career success isn't a race and it's never too late to learn something new. With a growth mindset, we can look at others' successes as sources of inspiration, not intimidation. We understand that one person's success doesn't limit ours. The world is abundant with possibilities and opportunities for all. Embracing a growth mindset also means accepting that we're a work in progress. It is okay to not know everything. It's okay to be a beginner. What's important is the commitment to learn and improve continuously. Now here's the second strategy to believe in yourself. Celebrate small victories. When you recognize your progress for achieving many milestones and wins, It builds momentum and reinforces your belief in what you're capable of. Celebrating a win doesn't always have to look like popping a bottle of champagne or indulging in a fancy expensive dinner. Instead, celebrating your wins can be as simple as having a dance party in your office or high-fiving your best friend. Third, focus on learning from failures and setbacks. Practice reframing stumbles as opportunities to grow stronger and wiser. Making a mistake is not a reflection of your worth. Remember that. 
Our fourth strategy is to surround yourself with supportive, positive people. We've talked in the past about doing a digital detox and a notifications audit to clear your phone from all of the junk that you don't need. Is it time to take a look at who you're spending time with and do the same? When you eliminate or at least decrease the negativity coming from other people and replace that negativity with mentors and friends who will encourage you and cheer you on, you'll experience a boost in the way you see yourself, which will skyrocket your confidence. And finally, strategy number five, take your dreams, take your ideas and turn them into actual goals, goals that are specific, and then create a plan for making them happen. When you believe, you will achieve. And when you achieve, you'll keep believing. In the wise words of Journey, don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. So there you have it. The most important, often underestimated first step to making things happen is believing in yourself. It's even more important than getting organized and creating a plan. If you're feeling pumped up from this episode and you're ready to turn your dreams into goals, then you, my friend, are in luck. This year, I'm bringing back Ready, Set, Goals, my live goal-setting workshop to walk you through the exact process I use to set goals and plan my year. This is the method I've used with dozens of clients to help them step into the new year feeling confident with a clear vision for the future and ready to live with intention. It's happening December 13th and 14th, and I'm so excited. I can hardly stand it. Every year, Ready, Set, Goals gets better and better. This year, when you get your ticket for Ready, Set, Goals, you'll have access to a live two-day goal-setting workshop with me as your guide, a full-color printable workbook to capture all of your reflections and big dreams, plus a printable goal tracker and 30 days inside the It's About Time Academy for accountability and support. I'm also gifting every go-getter who joins with Vision Board 101, my virtual masterclass where I walk you through creating your own gorgeously inspired vision board, just like the ones I create every year, complete with six drag-and-drop, plug-and-play, easy-to-use templates. For a limited time, you can grab your seat for Ready, Set, Goals for only $47 by heading to the show notes for this episode or by going straight to AnnaDCornick.com forward slash goals. Now, here's the thing. The $47 ticket price won't last forever, and it's only available from Wednesday, November 22nd through Monday, November 27th. So grab it quick before time runs out and the price jumps back up to $97 on November 28th. And if you're listening before the tickets go on sale, set a reminder, put it in your calendar, tie a ribbon around your finger, whatever it takes you to remember to grab your $47 limited time seat for Ready, Set, Goals. If you're ready to go from feeling directionless to having a clear, actionable roadmap for success, if you want to go from goal-setting paralysis to embracing a structured step-by-step process, and if you want to stop second-guessing your decisions and move forward with confidence, clarity, and intention, then you won't want to miss Ready, Set, Goals. I will see you there. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 201. And while you're there, don't forget to grab your ticket to Ready, Set, Goals. Before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 202. 
Next week, we're talking about what actually goes into designing your best year ever and then making it a reality. Whether you're feeling inspired and excited about heading into the new year, or maybe you're feeling a little apprehensive and unsure, either way, you won't want to miss what's waiting for you in episode 202. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.